0: About your feet for a moment. What were the most beautiful feet you ever saw? Was it your new baby's tiny feet? Did you ever play this little piggy with your child or grandchild's feet? Those little feet are so cute. But as we get older, our feet aren't cute anymore, but they still serve us well. God's Word says how beautiful are the feet of those who bring Glad Tidings of Good Things in Romans 10. And God's Word shares many stories of people who brought glad tidings and the gospel to others. We'll talk today about some of those people and learn about how we can serve the Lord today. Join us as we discuss Beautiful Feet, Serve and Witness. This is Kay Meyer. I'm the host of Family Shield Ministries, but I'm also a mom, a grandma, and a wife. And um, as I begin, I wanted to just share um, a little bit about our family. And um, certainly, as we begin sharing uh, and using our feet, the first place we begin is in our home and uh, my husband and I have three children. Uh, I think most of our listeners know two of our sons have passed away, but today I booked a flight for my husband and I to go and see our daughter, Corinne, our son-in-law, David, and our three grandchildren. It's exciting because um, they have moved to Sealy, Texas, and so we haven't seen their new home or the new mission church they're involved with, and we're looking forward to meeting uh, people in their new church and seeing their new home and just catching up with them. We've seen them twice this year. They came to St. Louis two times. That's a long drive for a family of five, and so it's our turn. One of the other exciting things for me was that I was able to book those flights with my frequent flyer miles, and uh, and so you know when you save money, you're always really excited about that. So we're looking forward to seeing the three grandchildren: uh, Seth, who's thirteen, and Lizzie, who's ten, and uh, uh, Luke, who is six and in first grade. It's uh, exciting. We had a little update this morning on email uh, from them and it was uh, a fairly long email that they sent out to all of the family. So it's just uh, such a blessing to us. So we begin using our feet to serve in our homes and there's no doubt that's the most important place we can go. Uh, But we also find other ways to serve. Uh, For me, when Family Shield began, Uh, I guess I've done a lot of service through Family Shield Ministries, but also in many and varied other ways. So this theme, Beautiful Feet, Serve and Witness, uh, came out of a a speaking engagement that I had some years ago. It was an LWML rally, and LWML stands for Lutheran Women's Missionary League, and they're all over the United States. And what I love and what I remember so much about this theme, beautiful feet, was the table decorations they had for the luncheon they had after the rally. They had taken women's high heels and they had spray painted them in bright colors and then glued on uh, jewels, just little plastic jewels that you buy when you decorate. And that was the centerpieces on these tables just to talk about beautiful feet that serve and witness. Uh, I just remember that so well, and I I thought, what a great, uh, great theme. And I remembered that I had this uh, little Bible study, so I thought, okay, we'll use this on the radio program today. So think about your feet. How are you serving others in the home and in the community? Uh, I want to begin just by talking about God's Word and some of the verses that talk about feet, certainly not all of them, just a few of them. So let me read from Luke 7. And behold, there was a woman in the city who was a sinner. And when she learned Jesus was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume, and standing behind him at his feet, weeping, She began to wet his feet with her tears and kept wiping them with the hair on her head and kissing his feet and anointing them with perfume. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him, Jesus, saw this, he said to himself, note, he said to himself, he didn't say it out loud. If this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of person this woman is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. Now, note Uh, I'm wondering if the Pharisee didn't think he was a sinner. Uh, Probably one of the points of the verse. And Jesus answered and said to him, Jesus knew what he was thinking, note that. Simon, I have something to say to you. And he replied, say it, teacher. He said, a certain money lender had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they were unable to repay, he graciously forgave them both. Which of them, therefore, will love him more? Simon answered Jesus and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, You have judged correctly. And turning toward the woman, Jesus said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, But she, since the time I came in, have not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she anointed my feet with perfume. For this reason I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has forgiven little, loves little. So what lessons do we learn from that story? How did this woman serve Jesus? How does this story relate to you? And has Jesus forgiven you? Has he forgiven you a lot or a little? I think we hear a lot. I mean, it's kind of a strange story for us. We don't think about women coming in and pouring for perfume on our feet and crying and, and using their long hair uh, in in that way. But it is God's word. And I think one of the major points is how much has Jesus forgiven you? Do you think you're a pretty good person, or do you understand that you're a sinner in need of Jesus' forgiveness every day? I think the more we know ourselves, the more we know we're not good. Only Jesus was good. We are sinners, and we need his forgiveness every day. So that Pharisee kind of thought he was better than her. Have you ever thought you're better than someone else? God's word tells us that that's not a good thing. We shouldn't think that we're better than anyone else. When maybe we think we're better than them because we have more education, or uh, that, that we're just a better person uh, because we are in need of Christ' forgiveness every day. So um, think about that story and how it relates to you. Um, Another story about feet in God's word comes from um, uh, the story of the Last Supper. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and and that he had come forth from God and was going back to God, rose from supper, laid aside his garments, and taking a towel, he girded himself about. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. And so he came to Simon Peter. He said, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered, what I do, you do not realize now, but you shall understand later. Peter said to Jesus, never shall you wash my feet. Jesus answered, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon then said to Jesus, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, he who has bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. And uh, Judas was there in that upper room as well. And Jesus is referring to Judas at that point. And so when he had washed their feet and taken his garment, he reclined at the table again. And then he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right. If I then, the Lord and teacher, washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I give you an example that you also shall do as I did to you. Now, here's some questions. What do you think Jesus meant, and why did he wash the disciples' feet? Does it mean that we're to go around washing people's feet? Is that what Jesus was trying to tell us? Or was he saying that we should be servant leaders like he was willing to get down in the muck and mud and work with people that are sinners? Uh, You just think about that. I'm not going to answer all those questions for you, but uh, it is an interesting, again, another interesting story about the disciples' feet and Jesus being willing to wash them and also what he said to Peter. You know, again, in the culture of the day, uh, their feet got pretty dirty. And, um, and so uh, some of the culture of today is not quite the same, but I think we can learn a lot from that. We want to be servant leaders. We don't want to lord it over people. Uh, I also want to read of, about the nails that pierced Jesus' hands and feet as he suffered and died for our sins and I'm not going to read the whole thing but I have uh, John 19 and Luke 23 uh, here that Jesus suffered and died for our sins and then so nails went into his hands and feet he suffered for you and me and then after he died anonymous feet carried his body to the tomb but the woman the women saw the tomb and how his body was laid in Luke 23:55 and 56 so feet are used all the time in God's word and Mary Magdalene and the other women find that empty tomb 3 days later and run to tell the disciples so again they use their feet Mary Magdalene walks to the tomb then runs to tell Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, who was that? John, that's right, that his tomb was empty. The women included Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, Salome, and there were others with them as well. Another verse about feet is in the midst of the verses about spiritual warfare, Ephesians 6, 10 to 18 talk about various parts of our spiritual warfare and the weapons and the uh, the the uh, things that god has given us and uh, it talks about uh, your feet stand firm therefore having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's from Ephesians six fifteen. So a question for our listeners, what do you think it means to uh, ha- have shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace? Now, I have a Bible study I do on spiritual warfare. Um, I'm not going to go into all those details. I'm just kind of reading a few verses from God's word that talk about beautiful feet and uh, uh Certainly, God wants us to be ready to go, ready to use our feet and our hands as well. So uh, the word is a lamp to my feet, it says in Psalm 119. Why is the word of God a lamp to our feet? It's not for us to use, but it's to declare the truths of God's word. We know, we need to know what God's word says so that We are not led astray into dangerous teachings and practices. And uh, so it's important that we remember the Word of God is a lamp to our feet, and we follow that light throughout our lives. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Live the Six, Being an Everyday Missionary. To request a complimentary copy, call the Family Shield Response Center 1-877-250-8416 or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Please make sure you give us your complete name and address when you call or write. The Family Shield radio program airs on more than 50 radio stations each week throughout the United States and is also available through our podcast. We are a listener-supported ministry. We invite your prayers and support. If you'd like to support us, send a gift to Family Shield Ministries, PO Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri 63123. You can also donate on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. If you're a Thrivent Financial Member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries go to www.thrivent.com/thriventchoice or call Thrivent at 1-800-847-4836 and one of their employees will help you remember you choose but Thrivent gives the gift why not put Family Shield Ministries into your will or estate most people want to give the majority of their assets to their family, but many also put a favorite nonprofit ministry into their estate to receive 5 or 10% of it. Family Shield's estate program is entitled Generations Legacy. Your gift will allow us to continue the ministries for many generations and beyond your lifetime. For more information, contact us at Witness. To family at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Family Shield and for your prayers. Learn more again at www.familyshieldministries.com. This is Kay Meyer, host for today's Family Shield program. Thanks for listening. We love to hear from our listeners. Tell us how the program has impacted you and your family. Submit prayer requests or send a donation to Family Shields Ministries, PO Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri 63123. Don't forget we have an archive page where you can hear our past programs. And we also encourage you to sign up for our email newsletter that goes out on a monthly basis, tells you about upcoming radio program topics and guests. We encourage you to put that in your church bulletin so others can learn about the program. And uh, you can learn more on our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. I want to go back to my topic of beautiful feet, serve and witness. So I want you to close your eyes and think about people who served you when you were a baby or a child, a youth, a young adult, an older adult, or maybe now in your old age. It might have been in your home, at school, Sunday school, church, or while you were ill. Um How did they serve why did you need their service where are they today what could you do to let them know of the impact they had on your life if they're still living I I think it's important that we remember to say thank you to people that have served us as I continue this um, program on beautiful feet serve and witness uh, I thought it would be important to talk about some witnessing basics and in my book witnessing a lifestyle Uh, I I share a lot of things that I'm gonna share now just very briefly, things that we can do prior to actually witnessing, and then also some of the things we wanna share as we do uh, share our faith with them. So we begin with prayer. Do you know someone who's not a Christian or who has fallen away from the church? Then begin praying for them. Continue to pray until God opens a door of opportunity for you. Remember, God answers prayer, and he desires that we pray for those who do not know Christ. Now, it may not be you that does the witnessing, but if God wants you to, he will open the door. Joan called to talk to me following a radio program on improving your prayer life. She asked if I would pray for her and her husband. She explained that he had been unfaithful, and she'd recently learned of this and was struggling to find a way to forgive him. As we talked, I learned she and her husband had not attended church in many years. This conversation gave me an opportunity to talk with her about the Lord and what he had done for her and her husband. We we referred her to some important resources that could help them and stayed in touch, and we prayed for her and her husband. It took some months, but their marriage survived, and they are now active in a local congregation. Praise God for uh, healing and uh, it doesn't always happen that way. I can also mention many times where I've prayed for families and couples that have gotten a divorce, but but uh, we we pray for healing. Another thing that we should do is listen attentively and and strive to build a trusting relationship. We need to listen and find ways to build that positive trusting relationship. Sometimes people think it always takes weeks, months, or years, but I've found that it doesn't always take long at all. Many times when I travel, and it seems like I travel a lot on uh, planes or or in the community, I have had many opportunities to witness. And sometimes it just takes a few minutes sitting at a table together and talking and getting acquainted. Uh, But at other times it can take months and sometimes even years. Wait on the Lord. Uh, Another thing we should do is share your personal testimony and relate your faith to life. Um, One of the testimonies that I share is my own family. My youngest son, Jeff, died of cancer when he was 32 years old. The Lord walked with our family through this difficult time. I was overwhelmed as the main caregiver for Jeff who lived with us during his illness. My younger sister organized family and friends to bring a meal to help. Those meals were brought on the day I took Jeff to doctor's appointments, radiation or chemo treatment. He went through all of them. Jeff passed from this life to the next on June 22nd, 2010. As you can imagine, this was a very difficult time for me, my daughter, my husband, and our entire extended family. But I can testify that God walked with us through the valleys. He was also with Jeff. We praise God that Jeff knew his savior and is now with him in heaven. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. That's John 5, 24. Uh, We can talk a lot about that, but I just want to share. That's a testimony that I can share with people. What has God done in my life? How has God helped us in the valleys and in the good times as well? Recently, a friend called me with the following idea for Family Shield and I wanna share it with you. He said, we must give members an opportunity to share their faith with their loved ones. I thought it was such a good idea, I wanted to share it and I shared it in a written form but I'm sharing it today with you. Allow your congregational members to tell their children and grandchildren what their faith means to them and how the Lord has been with them in good times and bad. A church can coordinate this, get a camera, Set it up in a church conference room. Have your members who are parents and grandparents or aunts and uncles come in and record what their faith means to them for their loved ones. Look into the camera, then just speak about your faith and how God has walked with you. Give a copy to your children or grandchildren. Call them testimonies of faith or call them faith stories. It does not need to be smooth or professional. Just encourage members to speak from their hearts. Part, And um, I think it's a great way to for congregations to do something special for their members. Other things that we do as we uh, learn to witness is we answer questions, we show concern, we're open and honest, and we respond to needs. So here was a story. I was traveling home from a convention in Canada. I had had to get up at like in the morning to catch a 4.15 or 4.30 flight, and I sat next to a young man. Uh, He reminded me of my son Jeff, very young, uh, tall, uh, good-looking young man, and I was yawning because I had gotten up so early, and that's what started the question. He said, you know, where have you been, and why are you so tired, and I explained to him why I had to get up so early. I told him I had been at a convention in Canada and that I served on Lutheran Arm Ministries Board of Directors, and it was their convention that I had been at. Uh, I Then I began asking him questions. He asked me questions. I listened to him, and I showed concern for him and his family. I learned as we talked that he, he and his family had recently joined a Protestant church because his nine-year-old daughter had, had asked him, why, Daddy, don't we ever go to church? He went on to explain that he had never been a churchgoer and his wife was a fallen away Roman Catholic. I encouraged him in his faith journey. He thought Lutherans, Roman Catholics, and his new Protestant church were different religions. I explained that we are all Christian denominations and part of the body of Christ. As I explained that, I shared a brief law gospel presentation. Following this, He he wasn't offended at all, or I wouldn't have continued talking. He asked me more questions about faith and God's word. It was a great visit that lasted for much of our trip. God opened this door of opportunity because of a question he asked me: "Why were you yawning?" That's what we find opportunities. And I can also say there are many times where I sit next to people and we talk about all kinds of things and. God never opens the door to talk about faith issues. I leave God open and close the doors. I don't try to push those doors down. I enjoyed interviewing Reverend Dr. Alvin Berry. He was a past president of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. He's now with the Lord. His daring goal was to share Christ every day with someone. As I interviewed him some years ago, he told one story after another of times he shared Christ with people he met. It always started by meeting needs. Dr. Barry was flying across the country. A woman near him had gotten sick. She had two young children with her. No one wanted to help. Finally, Dr. Barry said, give me the children. I can take care of them. I'm a grandpa. I can do this. He said, I took off my tie and bounced those two children on my lap for the rest of the trip. As they got near their destination, the woman began to feel better. She turned to him and said, why did you help me? No one else would. He responded, I'm a Christian. Jesus is my Savior. He suffered my sin- for my sins, and he wants me to be his hands and feet in the world. You needed help, and I was here, so I offered to help. But now that you're feeling better, maybe I could share more about Jesus with you. And he did. So um, the last point I want to make is don't go ahead of the Holy Spirit. Allow the Lord to open and close doors Too many times Christians who want to witness rush ahead of the Holy Spirit, wait on the Lord, be patient, allow people to ask you a question by being open, honest, and kind. I have lots more to share, but my time is up. Uh, In my book, I share seven points in sharing the message of salvation with an adult, and uh, I would encourage you to uh, order that book if you want. It's called Witnessing a Lifestyle. I'm Kay Meyer with Family Shield. I want to just encourage you to use your hands and feet to serve in your home and in the community. Uh, If you need some ideas, we can certainly share some suggestions with you. FamilyShieldMinistries.com. Thanks for listening. God bless your day.